Chapter 13 We're really going to slide down a wall on a rope? It's a hose, Henry said. Will it hold us? It should. Sam stood underneath the chute in the greenhouse, the hose wrapped around his torso. If we made it through the chute, we'd reach the rooftop. Ready? I guess so. I rubbed sweaty hands on my pants. Oh, wait. I pulled the necklace over my head. So Carper doesn't track me. I buried it in the soil. Sam's posture stiffened. Where'd you find that? It's mine. It can't be. A wave of heat spread over me. What do you mean? Sam turned away. Nothing. Did Sam know who the third necklace belonged to? Concentrating on the plastic tube, Sam pressed his hands on both sides so hard that his arms shook. He pulled himself up a few inches at a time, then set his feet on both sides of the tube. You're gawking, Henry said. Am not, I poked Henry in the ribs. I saw the way you two looked at each other. My face heated. I was studying his scar. Where'd it come from? You were studying more than a scar, Henry smiled. Shut up. Henry didn't show any signs of jealousy. Did Henry have feelings for me? That day in the forest before I was taken, he'd called me beautiful. Later, he joked that we held hands. Had I imagined that he saw me as more than a friend? One careful movement at a time, Sam climbed closer to the top. When he slipped, I turned the other way. Paro, Henry said, your boyfriend is falling. He's not my boyfriend. I shut my eyes. Don't fall. Don't fall. You're closing your eyes again. Okay, okay, wide open. Wooziness swept through me. Sam made it to the top and disappeared. You know he's too old for you, Henry said. Would you stop it? How old was Sam? I didn't really care. Don't say 30. You don't want to know how old he is? Nope. Okay, Henry whistled a tune. 28, I guessed. Ha, got you. Fine, I folded my arms. How old? 25. That's it? It's older than 17, Henry shrugged. He's not old, just mature. Not that you would know what that means. My face throbbed. Why did I say that? Henry sent me a long, pained look, then broke eye contact. Thickness tightened my throat. I'm sorry, Henry. Forget it. I couldn't. Henry was rescuing me again, and I hurt him. Sam's face appeared. The rope is secure. He means the hose. Henry winked at me. I laughed. Sam dropped the hose down the tube. Harness yourself first, Sam called. Tie it in a knot. Henry grabbed the hose. I swatted his hand. I've got it. I held the hose and froze. The only arm strength I had was from strumming my guitar. I needed help, darn it. What do I do? Henry must have tied knots for fun as a boy. In a minute, he tied the hose into a knot that had two loops and held one loop out. It appeared to be a very secure rubber hose. Put your feet through these, Henry said. I put both feet in the loops and held onto his firm back for support. I'll pull you up, Pero, Sam said. Henry handed me the hose and checked the loops secured around my thighs. Go ahead. Henry looked me in the eye, but only for a moment, like he was hiding something from me. I pulled myself up. The hose was warm and slid through my hands. 
My arms shook, despite me not carrying all the weight while Sam pulled from the top. Use your legs, row girl, Henry said. When I focused on my legs, my hands slipped from their grip on the hose. I fell a foot before Sam caught the hose again. I let out a breath of relief. Sam pulled me to the top, and I climbed out. You did great. I'll help you down the roof. Sam held the hose and my eyes. Something was wrong with my heart. My brain. My eyes that couldn't look away. Guys, Henry said, I kinda need the rope. Uh, hose. Sam cleared his throat and dropped it. Henry was up the tube before I could check how he did. I imagined he'd used his legs. Sam took the hose over to the edge of the roof and scattered the premises before dropping it down. It plunged below and hung ten feet from the ground. I studied the drop. Uh, no thank you. Eagles weren't in the sky to pick us up. Dark clouds formed ahead. A chill was in the air. Rain. Sam grabbed onto the hose and repelled without a word. So much for him wanting to help me. He jumped from the end of the rope and landed smoothly. He stretched out his ankles and put his hands on his hips. I couldn't call him a show-off, more a get-her-done kind of guy. Want to go next, Peril? Henry asked. Go ahead, that way I have two to catch me if I fall. You won't fall, Henry leapt on the edge. Wait! I gripped his wrist. How do I hold on? Henry studied the hose plummeting down. I think you better cross your legs around it and slide. He nodded to a pair of gardening gloves nearby. Wear those. Make sure you land in a squat with your legs so you don't collapse at the end. If you're falling, try to land on your side. Squat, side, think quickly. I cringed, grateful I'd worn pants so the hose didn't burn my legs. Henry kept his legs perpendicular to the wall as he walked down backwards like some superhero. My turn. I gripped the hose and wrapped my legs around. My muscles only held a good grip for a couple of seconds before I slipped. Too quickly. The momentum made me fall at the end of the hose before I knew how I was landing. Side. Land on your side. Sam and Henry's crisscrossed arms bent as they caught my back, but my elbow landed on something hard. Ouch! Henry let me go to hold on to his nose. I shivered as Sam took his time to set me on my feet. Did I hurt you? I asked Henry. Blood poured from his nose that he covered with his shirt. I'm okay, he said in a congestive voice. Happens all the time. I cringed when I heard a popping sound as he set his nose back in place. That didn't feel good. Henry wiped the remaining blood, snorted, then coughed. You okay? Sam asked me. I held out my hands. A little shaky, and my hands are burning, but no injuries. Good. Sam held on to my elbow and directed me to the wall. Follow my lead. He crept toward the edge of the wall, peered around, then back. If we crawl in the tall grass in the other direction, we should avoid the guards. It'll take longer to reach the forest, but at least we won't get caught. Once we're closer, we'll run. My fingers gripped the ground as we crawled through the field. Rocks and sticks poked my hands and knees. The grass swayed and swished along my legs. If they didn't see us, they'd hear us. A couple of drops hit my head, then warm rain poured over us like a shield. Every few seconds, I wiped my face with my arm and trudged on. 
We can run now, Sam whispered in my ear. How would I run in the dark? Sam held on to my hand and lifted me to my feet. He moved closer for me to hear. Let's go. Sam ran ahead and I followed. Henry was out of sight. The rain whipped my face. It wasn't too cold. Still, I shook. As I approached the forest, my foot landed in a small hole. I fell and stuck to the muddy ground. Pain stabbed my ankle and up my leg. I grunted and dragged myself out of the hole. Someone knelt by me. Are you hurt? It was Henry's voice. I nodded and remembered that he couldn't see. My ankle! He helped me up. My right foot seared with white, hot pain. My swallowed scream came out as a whimper. I hobbled with my arm draped around his shoulder. We walked only a few feet when the rain stopped. We need to move, Henry said. Can you walk? No. Where had Sam gone? Can you carry me? Yes. Was that hesitation? Sam's arms appeared stronger than Henry's. Get on my back, Henry bent down. I gritted my teeth as I put my hurt foot over his back and held on to his shoulders. An unexpected wave of comfort washed over me. Henry was the closest reminder of home. Henry ran with ease, light as a feather. I wanted to laugh, but my ankle bumping against Henry's leg hurt too much. Mom said I was Elohim's feather, protected, strengthened. Was it true? Henry ran inside of the forest and stopped when the trees hid us. The forest smelled depressing, as if the short rainfall had layered it with wet wool. What happened? Sam rushed up. Henry sat me down. I fell in a hole. It's probably a sprain. Henry's breath was shallow. Let's walk more. We can build a fire and I'll check it out. I'll take a turn helping Pero, Sam said. I don't mind doing it, Henry said. Give yourself a break, Sam said. I'll let you know if I get tired. I couldn't imagine how he could. Sure. Was that disappointment in Henry's tone? When Sam scooped me up, I hesitated to put my arms around his neck. With no better way to balance my weight, I held on. Eventually, my heart settled into a steady rhythm, and the smell of leather against Sam's neck became familiar. Not familiar like Dad's smoky scent, which would have made me ache for home, but kind of like the smell of a favorite blanket. After a while, the rise and fall of Sam's breath told me he was tired but I didn't want to be the first to let go. What century are we in, Sam? Is it the same as Earth? He took a couple of deep breaths. Origo is old. How old? Old enough to cause harm, but young enough to need to be taken care of. Sam had been hurt. I could sense it in the way he spoke. Henry stopped ahead. Sam put me down. I leaned against him to take pressure off my ankle. My wet clothes stung against my skin. A light flickered. Smoke drifted in the air from a small fire. What should we do? I asked. We need to see who it is, Sam said. If we don't know them, we'll sneak around. I can't sneak through the woods in the dark. I pointed to my feet as if he'd see them. She's not lying, Henry said. I resisted making Henry's nose bleed again. We can't hide here all night either, I said. They'll find us eventually. I'll go, Sam said. You stay here. 
Sam was so quiet that it took me at least two minutes before I realized he'd left. An empty feeling settled in the pit on my stomach. What if it was someone from Moon City? All I could see through the trees were the flickering flames and rising smoke. No one talked or stirred. Maybe the person was asleep. Henry huffed. We'll be standing here all night. Where is he? Patience. I tapped my fingers against my arm. Maybe Sam had left us. A light shone on my face. I blinked. Sam held the light up to his face. Where'd you get the light? I asked. We're staying here. Did you find out who's there? Henry asked. It's a girl from Moon City with orange hair. She said her name is Stone. My body grew colder. My mind replaying the image of the young warrior killing the boy during training. The evil glint in her eye when she looked at me. We need to leave, I said. I don't trust her. We can't, Sam said. She has your necklace.